0: Welcome to Thinking Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly.
1: Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equity, equality, diversity, and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com, to support our initiatives for women, youth, and children.
0: Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for for a a better better global society. society.
1: Hello, everyone. Joining us live on Facebook, wherever you are, we say a big thank you to you. Thank you for joining us. And we are hoping that we're going to have a great time, a great conversation on this uh, on this episode. This is the Thinking Reimagined podcast. I am Nifemio Okuntu. It's a special one. Uh, we're honoring the girl child and it's the commemoration of international Girl Child, International Day of the Girl Child. There are about 1.1 billion girls in the world under the age of 18. And it's perhaps the only time we'll be having the largest number of thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and indeed world changers in history. So attention is turned to the development of the girl child, the challenges that they are faced with, and the role that everyone has to play as a stakeholder in changing our global society. And I'm joined by quite a number of um, thought leaders, women leaders, uh, so to speak, on uh, this particular one. It's an intergenerational conversation, um, ladies from different strata, different ages and in the different profession. Chillian Azu is founder of Female Returned Migrants Network. Good to see you again, Chilian. Tawakalit Kareem, writer, communication professional and gender equality advocate. Hi, Tawakalit, it's good to see you again. Toby Ayodele is a feminist and communications consultant. So I can't see Toby on my screen right now, but I'm sure she's, she's somewhere there. Hawakulu Yusufu, recently graduated from Elizabeth University. Congratulations. Victoria Clement is perhaps the youngest of them all. I'm told she's just about um, getting admission into the university, but she's a girl child advocate. Ladies, thank you for joining this podcast. Let's begin. I want to find out what you consider the most important challenge facing the girl child from your point of view and I want to begin with Tawak.
2: Hello again, um, it's very nice to be around you again Mr. Nifemi, I hope you've been well. Um, so I would come from something intangible and say that it's the belief systems that we're constantly burdened with even as children. I think it was about two years ago I met a girl who had wanted to study engineering but was not doing makeup because her father felt that engineering was a boys course and she needed to do something that was more attuned to her gender. So she studied nothing and then she didn't want to have anything to do with it. So she was just doing makeup to tide herself over until she figured out what she wanted to do. In the long term. So I think that the kind of mindset that a lot of girls are brought up with, the kind of conditioning, the kind of ways of thinking that are saddled on them from when they're as little as kids. So, you know, when we talk about choices. And how people should be free to make their choices which is true but the people who have all of the resources at their disposal to actually make choices that are representative of them and not what they've been taught that they could aspire to what they've been taught that is fitting based on who they are their gender their age things like that so i think that the kind of mindset that a lot of girls are brought up with um, it's a really huge injury factor because it goes on to bleed into every single aspect of life whether it's what you choose for your career who you choose to marry whether you choose to marry and just how you participate um as a member of society
1: so when you talk about this mindset help us understand it better are you talking about the kind of um thinking shift through culture or is it impacted by the kind of education that a girl child also it's an, has it's
2: a little of everything so the girl who oh, in our house, for example, our father is constantly, so you know, one, which is why sometimes, even when it feels like some women find it hard to unlearn, even at this age, I'm very gracious and now I don't blame them anymore because it takes a lot to undo years of conditioning. So imagine growing up in a household where every single day of your life, you're told that all you're good for is to have kids to continue the family name. Um, and that. What, are, what, do, what, what does a woman like you have with trying to change the world or trying to participate in society in another way? You hear this every single day. Nobody has to hold a gun to your head before you make certain choices in your life because you've been told. It's the same way we, why is it important to us that young girls see successful women? Because we want them to sort of like see women like you, It's sort of like a time machine that transports me into the future and says that, oh, this person looks like me, Um, they are like me. Maybe they came from the place that I came from, or a similar place, and they're able to do this. So that tells me that it is not beyond people like me. There are some girls who who don't even know that women can be doctors in 2021. When we talk about those things, it always seems like, oh, this happened so long ago. That's a lie. There are girls in 2021 who still don't know that a woman can be a doctor or that a woman can be an influencer, or that there are all of those careers that you could just align your life towards and all of those choices that you can make. They don't know. And if you don't know how you suppose, how in the world can you leverage the power of choice when you don't even know what choices are available to you. So the words that we speak to them, the things that we tell them, the images that they're exposed to, the role models that they have access to, all of this forms their mindset. And this mindset then, goes on to create the kind of life that they get to live, but the kind of life that they think they even have the right to aspire to. All of it.
1: Absolutely. I'm hoping that this category of girls you have mentioned are in the minority with all the programs and initiatives um, wired around the development of the girl child around the world, to the point that even the boy child is jealous I'm really hoping that um, uh, um, all of these conversations we're having and all of the government um, programs in this regard are really, really achieving some form of a result. Let me bring in Adiola Oye-Tundi. Oye-Tundi. Adiola won the Live Importantly Equity and Equality Scholarship held earlier in the year. And she's a female's future surveyor.
3: Hi, Adiola.
1: How's I it going with you? Hi, sir. Hi, Adiola. Good to hear from you. Congratulations. How is schooling now?
4: Thank you very much, sir. Fine, fine.
1: From your vantage point, what do you consider the biggest challenge of the girl child?
4: For every girl child, there's this tag that is always attached to them. Once you're a girl, you should know that there's this responsibility of you fighting, too. Because, for a fact, Okay, let me give you a typical example of myself. I have just two siblings, our whole girls. So, the expectation people had on us then was that since we are whole girls, we don't have them. So, for a long time, when they realized that we are striving to make out of nothing, then they do realize that no, these girls are hope to something. So it depends on the environment, depends on the culture and tradition of where you grow up. That's number one. Because for the fact that you're a girl child, people look at you as if you're nothing. That's just it. But then it depends on you, yourself, and the kind of person you want to be. I'm talking from my own point of view, sir.
1: Fantastic.
4: The men advantage yes. is that you don't expect anything from anyone in as much as you're doing your own you're trying to be a better person then when they realize that you're up to something maybe they'll come around but if mm. you're not making that effort don't expect anything from anybody thank you sir
1: absolutely dear La, fantastic point you've made there maybe because I'm a man and I really don't understand, who does wants to talk about the prevalence of the cultural factor highlighted both by Atiola and Tower? Do you think that culture as we speak still downplays the role of the girl child? I mean, in the world where I operate, I read a lot of fantastic stories about what women are doing. Women are emerging managing directors of um, international, organizations women are winning elections women are doing fantastic things in fact the hl director where i work is a woman the financial director is a woman the director of news in the organization where i currently work is a woman so i seem to be surrounded by all of the positives who else has something to share about the powerful hold of culture on the girl child in 2021 please go ahead
3: okay so um i i i understand that um women are making strides and filling leadership positions however i think we must not um, ignore the gap that still exists in decision making mechanisms in political spaces even in education you know girls are still being deprived of their agency to choose like what the two previous speakers have said, you know, it still boils down to girls being deprived of that um, that access to truth and even the resource to be enabled with resources to make informed decisions. You know, um, irrespective of how women are in leadership positions, there is still that gap in how there are more men in leadership and political positions than women. There is still gap in in the pay. There's no equal pay. Women are not paid equally as their male counterparts, even in Nigeria. I, I, I was in a program where a senior, le- a senior female lecturer in Lagos, was saying that she's not being paid the same salary as a male counterpart because she's not considered independent. She's considered as dependent. So um, there's still pay gap in Nigeria. I mean, even up of, for example, again when I was in four um, hundred level in the university. My project supervisor was a woman, doctor, she was a doctor. And then there was this under-level student that was knocking at her door because she wanted to fill a course form and all of that. And she knocked and entered. she was surprised that it was a woman that was there. Then she looked at me thinking that perhaps I'm in the wrong office. And she said, oh, I'm looking for Dr. So, so and so. And she responded, I am Dr. So so. she so. so, oh, you're yeah, a woman, I was expecting a man. So regardless of the progress, we, we still have a lot of gap and we must not ignore that. The progress is good, but we must not um, be satisfied with what we have now because there's still so much that needs to be done. We still need to put more girls in school. We still need to review policies and laws that you know um that affect women and girls' lives differently. So I, I think regardless of the gaps, regardless of the positive environment that we have around us, we, we must not ignore, we must not ignore the fact that women and girls are still living below. Um, below average you know economically even physically the highest number of people that have been abused every day are women and girls the number of people that are being kidnapped that are, women are being used by by peace um agreement in war zones women are being deprived of food and basic necessities in displaced communities and low-income communities we may be at the burden of um natural and um, um, natural, um, what's what it called again? Climate change.
5: Exactly,
3: exactly. thank you. So, women be a larger burden of climate change. Women be a larger burden of all of these issues. So, we must not ignore all of these facts. I think what we need to do is to acknowledge all of this, acknowledge our progress, but we also need to understand that we need to do more. Of making sure that the girl child is enabled with resources, like the way Kali said, we are enabled with resources regardless of our location, of our environment, to make in, to make informed decisions.
1: Let me turn attention to Chilean. Hi, Chilean. Hi. Good to see you. Fantastic conversation you. you had at the um, the Thinking Reimagine launch earlier. Thank you for sharing your Thank story you. with all of us.
5: Thank you so much.
1: How is this conversation resonating with you? I honestly, you know, don't believe that um, there are are as much limitations as there used to be against a particular gender in the world we currently live. I'm raising two daughters. I'm not even raising them. So
0: um, Uh, I wouldn't start by saying that's an assumption, but are you with me? Can you hear me?
1: I will think Julian, please go ahead.
0: Okay, so I wouldn't start off by saying that that's an assumption, but I want you to um, um, realize something that is happening currently in society. Okay, so it's true that a lot of women are um, taking up both steps and doing a lot of things and making a difference, but that doesn't change the fact that the standards set before still limit and still affect women. Okay, so um, I remember having a conversation with someone, and I was trying to um, explain the things that I, I really want to do, I really want to push, I really want to work on. And um, he looked at me, and at, at some point, he just said, hey, If you want to achieve all of this, yeah, you, you like, probably if you want to go into politics or you want to do something in this area, you need to like make the people around you um, um, like. Is it proof to them? Yes, that was the language. Proof to them that you can really do it. So for the man, he doesn't have to prove anything, but because I'm a woman, I need to prove to you that I have the capacity to do this. And ordinarily, you know that, yes, this person has the capacity. So now women are burdened with opinion because um, a lot of persons who are around them have this opinion that women are not even meant to work too hard. You're you're meant to um, at least take care of the home. Even when they say um, uh, a woman can do anything, they are not saying it from the depth of their heart because they still have this belief that in time past, it wasn't like that. So you guys are just bringing all of this and you're using it to like... Um, make the society unhealthy. I have a friend who once said um, families are becoming um unhealthy like uh, marriage is unhealthy because women decided that they want to work they want to do things differently and you feel like the women up there are doing great things but ordinarily you don't know what they have to deal with to be there so there is a lot going on in society that has to be done. i just feel like people need to be educated people need to know that yes there were st- standard sets culturally in the past that um, w- limited women. And now they need to come to the realization of the fact that things have changed and um, women should be given the opportunity to grow. Girls should be given the opportunity to express themselves anywhere, not uh, regardless of where it is. You know, um, a, a girl wants to be this. She should be allowed to not questioned like, um, are you sure that is really what you want to do? If it's a guy, you wouldn't be asking that. Um, she wants to be an engineer. Are you sure you really want to do this? It's asking, it's demanding, you're a woman. I shouldn't be hearing that. I want to do this, yes. What I just need is the encouragement, the push, go ahead, you can do it. I don't have to hear, women don't do that on time pass and it was healthy. I have to hear, go ahead you can do this. So I think when people are educated on the fact that women can do anything they set out to do and stop limiting them with their opinion because it's it's um, sad, I would use la- that language that, when I, each time I want to talk about what I want to do, someone would have to say something about it. I want to get married, someone would have to say something about it. You don't have to be um, all over what concerns women. Because, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a human being and I should be treated the same way a man should. Thank you.
1: Fantastic. Let's bring in um, Victoria. Uh, right? Victoria has been uh, a scholarship received, okay, um, from Leave Abundantly. Um, okay, and um, I understand that she's about moving to higher grounds, um, talking about tertiary education let really me hear your thoughts about this conversation, particularly what you consider to be uh, the challenge of growing up in this side of the world as a girl.
6: Well, growing up as a girl child has really been challenging. And due to the way people see a girl child in my society, it has not been an easy task because. As you have to do certain things to people, you have to obey rules and regulations, things that I cannot do. Like, in society, people don't really see a girl child as someone that can, okay, you can go to this certain level, you can be someone you want to be, you can do this, you can do that. There is always a step, okay, don't do this, don't do that, you girl, this is hideous, this is this, this is that. And I feel it's, really wrong. Well, in my society, there are so many girls that don't have the opportunity to do so many things they want to do, due to people around them, due to the negativity words. Most people are not really encouraging to girls around, they'll be like, okay, you girl, you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that, is a guy that's supposed to do this. As a girl, you just have to stay at home, learn how to do house chores, learn how to cook learn how to take care of your home you have younger ones you have siblings you need to take care of okay these are silly things you don't have to do and i, I have some friends yes because after i wrote my YA and as i was preparing to write my jam exam um a friend of mine came to meet me and she was like she wants to study doctor she wants to be a doctor yes just study medicine and uh, mom was like no you can't do that it's going to be very stressful You're a girl, you need to go into um something else that won't take your time, that won't stress you because after everything, a man will get married to you, and you have to take care of your children, have to build your family, you have to be the pillar of your home. And I feel that it's very wrong. A mother should have encouraged that okay, this is what you want to do, this is what you this is the course you want to study, go for it, you can do it, at least appreciate the girl. But she gave her the opposite. Um, encouragement, which I think is very, very wrong. And the way people view a girl child in this uh, society, and I don't think it's just in Nigeria, it's also happened around the world, but some Western countries are a little bit advanced, but mostly in Africa, girl child. Has- okay, you have to, there are always rules and regulations whatsoever he wants to do. And I think that this is very, very wrong because now in this uh, generation, girls are the ones ruling the world. Girls are the ones doing most of the things that guys can't even do. And I feel that as a girl child, we should be giving more encouragement, giving more um, support from our parents and from friends around us. That yes, you, you can do it. You Because I believe that anything you... Thing you want to do and you put your mind into it you can achieve it no matter what no matter anything so i think this is my own opinion concerning growing up as a girl child in my community
1: thank you victoria thank you we haven't heard from howard yet howard just graduated from university congratulations thank um, you. um let's hear you out on this matter Oh, how are you graduated with a first class?
5: Yes, thank you. How many men
1: got a first class in your class, in your department?
5: (laughs) I don't want to air anybody (laughs)
3: out.
5: First of all, I feel like all this boils down into inequality. Because as soon as people stop seeing it as a gender war, if you just mention feminism or women, the next thing they get so defensive. Well, women right. this, women that. Like, people need to stop seeing things as a gender war. Nobody is fighting. Fem- feminism is just saying women is equal to men, just like Black Lives Matter says Blacks are equal to whites. Everybody is an equal human being. So on that note, I'm going to um, brief you on my project topic in uni. I I don't know if you've heard of the United Nations Resolution 1325 on Women, Peace and Security. So that's what I did. And funny enough, I did not know about the topic before I did this. I just wanted to do something that advocates for women. So this resolution basically reaffirms the important role that women play in peace building, conflicts, peace resolution as um. A speaker earlier mentioned, we, yes, there's progress, which we should acknowledge, but not many women are given opportunities to make decisions in society. And that's basically the realm of public participation. Everybody should be given a chance. So, um, if if girl children are, t- are taught from the grassroots that they can do whatever they want to do will not even have this problem in the first place if everybody just if everybody um, gives people and um, if everybody in this that is given an opportunity to give another person an opportunity sees female children and like reaffirms them reassures them will not even have this problem in the first place because in decision-making, why won't you even have a woman? It's so funny because you're making decision concerning women, but you are not even giving a woman the opportunity to talk or be or have something to say. It does not make sense. You are you are talking about women, but no woman, no woman is there to defend or speak up on issues of that matter. And also the resolution talks about internal issues, internal displacement and what women go through every year. Like there are so many internal displaced women and children, girl children, in fact. So this resolution, and after, after this resolution, there were other resolutions alike on sexual violence and other things. So I feel like we need to, teach people from the grassroots these things because i wasn't i wasn't even aware and i'm a female advocate and i wasn't even aware but it ended up being my project topic in the first place and that's how i know. and um the government needs to set up reorientate people on this i don't know because the level of um, awareness is really, really low. So we all need to teach each other from the grassroots and stop seeing issues on women as a gender war. Because when people call women, people just start to quiver, like it's a competition. Nobody is in a competition. We just want equal opportunities for women. Thank you.
1: fantastic point. Let me get back to Tara. So there's the issue of, um, Um, what he talked about, what she she mentioned as um, gender war and that nobody is in competition with another. But I'd like us to talk about the thin line between gender roles and gender equality. So on one hand, there is what the the society, religion require of a woman. And on the other hand, there is what the woman wants to become. Is there a point where we first identify um, the uniqueness between a man and a woman to better appreciate their roles before we begin to talk about equality?
2: It's very important that we don't conflate outliers. Progress, a woman is an MD, a woman is a manager. All of those things are true, but the outliers do not... It doesn't make the reality of the majority not what it is. So, for example, while you may have 1,000 women who are CEOs and managers and stuff, there's probably 10,000 in relation to that 1,000 who don't have access to all of the things that can enable them to become all that they want to be. So, it's very important that we don't use the outliers to discredit the realities, the lived realities of the majority. So, in terms of um, gender rules. You know, every once in a while, Twitter remembers to fight about who cooks and who cleans and all of that. And I think that some things are just common sense. So there are some things that nature about. So, for example, if you choose to have kids, then you know that actually science has not gotten to the place, except maybe experimentally, women are having children. So, as it is right now, the only person that is fitted to bring a child into this world, is women, right? If that's something that you choose to do. So that one is different because of the biological function. Biological roles and gender roles are not the same thing. A lot of the things that we call gender roles, I think are just common sense roles. So for example, if you're in your house and your house is dirty, why in God's name are you waiting for your girlfriend to clean it? You are there, you have two hands, you have two legs. Why can't you do it by yourself? Why are you waiting? Like, you, 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 you are working, right? Your wife is also working, and you're living together. And maybe one day, we all, say you're living in Lagos. Lagos is a crazy place with lots of traffic. You go home before, I say you go home by 4, but you wait for this person who is going to get home by 7 p.m. to get home, and then you say, oh, you're hungry. They should cook something quickly. You yourself, look at yourself, are you a good person? But more importantly, are you a reasonable person? So, a lot of those things, especially rules that are fluid in terms of the fact that anybody can do them. So, which is why I always say make sure that you're relating with people that have sense, especially if their ideals can bleed into your life and impact on your life and how you choose to live. Don't don't bring yourself in relation to people. People that hammer gender roles, gender roles, gender roles. I think there are lots of these things that are just common sense roles. Anybody can make food. Anybody can wash plates. Anybody can clean the house. If you have hands, if you have, you, anybody can do it. So personally, I'm not very interested in people who are so focused on this is what a woman should do. This is what a man should do, especially when those are things that anybody, if it's something that maybe only a woman can do, then that makes sense. Because if she doesn't do it then nobody else can do it, but if it's something that anybody, literally anybody in the world, can do. Why does a woman absolutely have to do it? Why is my my faith and my gender the face of domesticity? That's something that I am not interested in. Some women can cook from morning to night. They love it. They enjoy it. It's their happy place. Some women can't. I, I think that at this point, let's just respect people's individual preferences. Um, the vagina doesn't come fitted with how to handle a cooking spoon and a stove and all of that. Some people like doing it, some people don't. So let everybody just fit into, let's all make our lives easier, right? It's the same thing. There was one time there was an argument on Twitter and people got really angry. And I'm like, this is interesting. What was, the, what was the fight about the fact that nowadays women buy food in bulk? from catchers and like you don't want people to make money from their business it's a business and the people who don't want to do that or who choose not to do that are saying that, okay oh, i want to support somebody else's business actually why about creating jobs in nigeria that's what we're doing now we're supporting our business owners and stuff like that so a lot of those roles especially if it's something that anybody can do i don't think that it's something that we need to necessarily spend so much time on whoever is fit and available to do it at that time should do it and a lot of this also comes from a place where you think that a gender is naturally the subject and another one is naturally the master. When you think about it, that's the baseline behind a lot of those ways of thinking, not to mention the fact that for a lot of us, especially in our, mostly older generations, I'm not that old. That's how a lot of us were brought up, you know, to think of, oh, if it's this one, then it has to be the woman who does it. If it's this one, it has to be the man who does it. There's so many women today who are pulling their weight in other aspects that are traditionally seen of as men's roles. And they're doing it because we're all constantly learning that we're here to help each other, especially for our partners, we're in a relationship, or in a marriage, we're here to help each other. So that fixation on gender was, I really want people who are so fixed on it on women must do this, men must do this, I want them to interrogate the thinking that supports that. Is it because you think that this person is naturally, by way of their agenda, subject to you in master? Why exactly are you so fixated on this?
1: Absolutely. I think you made a very important point and I could see Toby, you know, affirming in the course of that um, contribution. However, you know, some idea just came to my mind, Toby. And it's the fact that um, Tower mentioned that if you're visiting your boyfriend, why should you be the one to cook? It's a crazy idea. I don't know if you will buy it, but why be in a relationship with someone who expects you to cook in the first place? So um, many of the issues we have start with not um, identifying that the person we're working with is on the same shape, or, or perhaps on the same level of understanding with us. And then, you, you, you know, it gets rocky really when we try to change them. Uh, perhaps many of them who haven't, you know, come up there to Some of these quality conversations we're talking about. But my real question to you Toby would be that, if we're really that equal, why should you need anyone to give you that opportunity? Why not just take it? <laughs> you guys are laughing. Well, it's because a very
2: funny question, but let be answer.
1: Go ahead, Toby.
3: So, like I was saying, um, like we've been talking about since the beginning of this conversation, we are not enabled with resources to even access opportunities. We are not, um, our agency as a woman or as a girl or even as an human being. Is not given to us, you know, we don't have that agency to say, to even decide or to even perceive that I can actually have this thing. Like when somebody was saying that a mother was already discouraging her from pursuing medicine, it's because that is what a mother knew. She has been conditioned that way, she has been socialized to believe that women are not supposed to aspire to, to, um, to, to study medicine, for example. So it's because of the way we've been conditioned, and it it, it takes a lot of deconditioning to say, okay, I want to break free from this environment, I want to break free from this stereotype. Even women, we see they are holders of patriarchy, they are enablers of patriarchy. It's not because oh they know any better or because they just like, it's because of that is how they've been conditioned, that is how they've been socialized. Sometimes when I have conversations with my mother and she just says, You didn't anything, that's that new people are just trying to talk and all of that. She gives, some, she gives some examples of how her mother was treating her and what they did when they were in the village and all of that. But because of what they know, yeah, because of how they've been socialized, because of how they've been conditioned to grow up or to how. The way they've been socialized into gender roles and stereotypes. That's why I like what um, I was affirming, what our colleagues were saying. Because really, gender gender roles is just common sense rules. When we look at the resources, who are these people that gave these gender roles? You find out that they are men because they were the first people to make these decisions. Yeah, so they make they make rules, they make rules that enables them and makes one subject and makes one master. That is why we don't have enough of. Us. That is why we 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 continue to talk. And we continue to speak up to say women need to be enabled with resources. Women need to have to even perceive that they have agency to make informed decisions to know that they can aspire to be whoever they want to be. Girls need to know that to be bold enough to say, I want to be a doctor, and then they say, Go for it, and not look at you, give you a second look at, Are you sure that is what you really want to go for? Why not just go do home economics or something? If you have. If you have a partner that says, oh, you, you should be the one to cope, you should be the one to be doing. all of these domestic chores. I don't know, it's just, it makes a lot of conversation, but that's some people's reality. You know, sometimes they are just conditioned to believe that if they don't do all of these things, it's will to validate them enough as women. So I think we also need to um, continue speaking and continue to amplify conversations that say that whether or not you hold up to these gender roles, it doesn't make you less of a woman. No matter how Absolutely. the society might label you as uh, maybe you're you are, you are following them, you're following this one and that one. No matter how, no matter the name calling that they make, it doesn't make you less of a woman. So yes, um, if we have the opportunity, we will take it. It's not like we don't want to, have, it's not like every oh, girl child does not I want to get to your point, to Toby.
1: Yes, I get your point. And, um, you know, when we have this conversation, issues like why do we have only seven female senators why do we have 22 female um house of reps members why are there only four deputy governors in nigeria who are female but um, at the same time there are people who just sit down and say what we're demanding for now is that 33 percent affirmative action by standard let 33 percent of these positions go to women
0: Thank you for listening to Thinking Reimagined.
1: We invite you to subscribe to our podcast
0: and welcome your comments, insights, and learnings
1: as we strive to transform our global society.
0: A change in mindset,
1: engagement,
0: collaboration, dialogue, awareness,
1: and education. Thinking Reimagined. Changing the mindset for for a better better global society. society.